Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein, managing editor at JustBaseball.com. I have Elijah Evans with us here today. and We're talking AL West and who's the best in this division. And that conversation has gotten a lot more complicated over this past month. The division that the Rangers had owned all year, but the Seattle Mariners are suddenly the hottest team in baseball since the All-Star break, they're 26 and 11. In August, they're 16 and 4. They went 17 and 9 in July. And all of a sudden, after looking horrible in June when they were 9 and 15, they have just skyrocketed up the standings. And now, as we record today, the morning of August 23rd, they are only a game out of not just a playoff spot in the wild card, a game out of first place in the division. The Mariners winning this thing? They might just do it. I mean, it's really crazy to look at. This team has just caught fire, and they've just ran with it at this point. And you look at the roster, and this this is what we almost expected from the Mariners. I don't think people thought, you know, they would win the division necessarily. I mean, I think there was a lot of people that thought it was possible. But they were supposed to be better than the Rangers, and they were supposed to be competing with the Astros after last year. And the first half of the year, they just couldn't get their offense going. And the pitching has looked great most of the year. I mean, they've had obviously a few injuries here and there that have set them back. But the combination of Castillo and Kirby and Gilbert and the young guys with Bryce Miller and Brian Wu, like th- this rotation has been there. And the ro- and the the bullpen, despite losing, you know, Paul Seawald and trading him at the deadline, has also been there for the most part. So it's it's really just come down to that offense. And on top of that, you know, the, the deadline move, I think it's a, it's an underrated move that they made, you know, flipping Paul Seawald for two young hitters in, in Josh Rojas and Dominic Canzone, in addition to a prospect, because those guys have kind of sparked a little bit. And on top of that, it just has come down to one of the best players in our game, catching fire at the right time and turning into the player that we saw last year and that we know is in there with Julio Rodriguez, you know, absolutely taking off in the last you know month and a half and he's just you know he had a we hit a stretch this past week with with four four hit games in a row he went 17 for 21 in the course of five games and that's just a guy who you know is is in his he's in his element right now and you can see it and it's infectious and the entire team is feeling it and on top of that multiple other guys in that lineup have really gotten going in comparison to where they were earlier this year I think it's it's what we all thought of the Mariners, like you said there. And I, I think going to the air, I had them over the Astros. I know Peter Apple picked them to win the World Series, I think. I mean, this was a team that everyone was high on because of all those things you mentioned, because the pitching was so good and because this lineup was supposed to be. And now all of a sudden you're seeing Teoscar Hernandez hit like, you know, Teoscar can. And J-Rod is clearly the, the straw that stirs the drink, whatever type of cliche you want to call it. Yep. You need J-Rod to be himself for the team to take off. I think that's true about most teams around the game. You know, if your best player isn't feeling it, it isn't performing the way you expect, it's hard for the other guys to pick up that, not only just the production, but kind of the emotional burden of it, of, of what the leader's supposed to do. And now you got J-Rod hitting over 400 this month. And yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, Cal Riley has 13 home runs since the All-Star break. And Suarez has 10 home runs since the All-Star break. And those guys are performing. J.P. Crawford has been great all year, but has continued to, you know, hit well above his weight, hitting three over 300 um, since the All-Star break. Walking at a 16% clip, looking at these numbers, it's just insane. This Mariners team looks like a juggernaut all of a sudden, seemingly overnight, 
And it's really just a team that had a, a horrible June that wasn't really um, of their character. And now it's just like, all right, th- this team is all systems go and one of the best stories in baseball again. Yeah. When you, when you see teams struggle through the first half of the season, there's a lot of teams that you can look at and say, you know, this team doesn't have it. Even after the Mariners decided to sell off their closer, you can look at that roster and say, this team could have it. And they do. And it's just a matter of it coming together. And it took them some time and they couldn't quite get there. And now it's just, it's everything is firing on all cylinders from their starters to their bullpen, to their lineup. I mean, it is every aspect of this team looks phenomenal. And like we, like we were saying, you know, the, the lineup was the biggest issue and J-Rod was having somewhat of a slump to start the year. And Teoscar Hernandez came over and struggled to start his career with the Mariners. And Ty France was well below his, his great breakout year from last year. But I mean, you look at, you look at August just in August, these numbers I'm looking at right now are ridiculous. J-Rod over a 200 WRC+. plus. Dylan Moore has been an excellent platoon piece for them with a 207 WRC+, plus in August. This is still just the month of August. Teoscar, 168. Ty France, 170. Suarez, 130. Jose Caballero, 157. I mean, these are guys who are... It's not obviously those numbers aren't sustainable, but at the same time, these are players who have had that ability to be good quality players all season. And now it's just finally coming together and they're all clicking at the exact time together. And this team looks unstoppable. And all of a sudden you're looking at a roster that's one game back after being, you know, 10 back for most of the season from Texas and with their August and their eight game winning streak right now. And Texas's six game losing streak. All of a sudden, we've got three teams in the AOS within one game of each other. It's funny because, uh, you know, we were looking before we, we hit record here at, at the Rangers and trying to figure out, like, what's gone wrong. And, yes, they've they've lost six in a row. But it's not like this team has gone into a tailspin. They've just, you know, gotten beat these last couple series. And, meanwhile, the Mariners never lose. And I'm looking at the schedule. And do you know their close of the month for Seattle? It's one more game against your White Sox. Feel pretty good about that. Win. They got they got a yeah. day off. Yeah, it's a win. Then they go back home and they have three against Kansas City and three against Oakland. Oh, man, that's a team that's in first place at the end of the month. I mean, it so really is. That's a team that could be on a 15-game winning streak come September <laughs> if everything breaks right. And then after that, they play my Mets. Another yeah. wow. three games. And then they got the Reds. The Reds aren't what they were. They've been on a tailspin. I mean, their schedule will get harder down the stretch, but they're also playing the teams they have to beat. Uh, They got the Rays. They got the Angels, the Dodgers. One more against Oakland, so six more games against the Athletics. That's good for them. And then they close the year with three against Texas in Texas and then a homestead where they play Houston and Texas. So it's really suddenly, I don't want to get out of hand, but am I crazy to think it's the Mariners division to lose all of a sudden out of nowhere? Uh, you're you're not crazy I, I think I still think I want to say it's the Rangers to lose because they've been so good all year and they've showed that they have the ability to really compete with the best but in a week from now I, th- I think you're right I mean I think it there's a real case to be made that this is the rain the Mariners to lose but with that said you really can't count out Houston yet and that's because Houston you know They've been there. They've done that. The Mariners and the Rangers are in this position where they're making a leap right now. And regardless of what happens, I still think the Rangers are going to make the playoffs. If they fall out of the playoffs, it would be a huge disappointment. But even for people that would be disappointed with them not to win the division, 
them making the playoffs at all would be a big step for them, given the last few years, given all the additions they've made, the changes they've made. Same with the Mariners. I mean, I know the Mariners made the playoffs last year and they had higher hopes this year, but what they're doing right now is 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 it's what they want to be doing, right? And these both these teams are taking huge steps for their franchise this year. The Astros have been here. They've done that. They've won this division every year. They've been in the World Series, what, five years in the last seven, I want to say. I think that's right. That team is a juggernaut. So you look at that roster and you say, you know, can that experience and that team's just general, you know, ability to be there every year take over down the stretch and win them the division? Because I probably, I mean, as much as the Mariners are great right now, if I had to pick a team right now, there's a chance I'm picking the Astros just because they're not as flashy. They aren't as exciting this season as the Rangers have been earlier in the year and the Mariners have been lately, but they're the Astros and they know what they're doing and they've been there and Verlander looks good. And you know, their, their rotation looks strong. Everything on that team is just, it's working. They're beating up on the Red Sox this week. They're, you know, they have some winnable games and they're just, they're just a team that I, I don't want to ever count out the Astros because if you tell me, if you told me, you know, in a month from now that the Astros win the division by five games, would I really be surprised even with the Mariners and Rangers playing as they are? Probably not. You know, the Astros have won this division five times in a row. We can't really count the 2020 season when they uh, didn't win it, but right. on the full seasons, they have owned this division. And so they deserve that respect. And, and you're right that there is still a great chance they come out of it. it it's, it's crazy because I think going into the season, we all sort of, looked at the AL East and pinned that as okay, that's the 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 best division in baseball. And early in the year it looked like it. At this point, I, I mean name me a division that's three better teams than the AL West at this point. Yeah. I, I think that you know outside of maybe Baltimore, um, you know, those might be the best three teams in the American League. And I think also when you think about the playoffs in particular, I don't know if I take any team outside of those three. I think those are the three best teams that can have a shot to win the world series this year i think no i agree and what's fun to look about when you're looking at those three teams is there's a real world where that ends up being a first round matchup between two of them and then the winner of the two of them would face the third so if you if you look at the playoff picture you end up with two of those teams in the four and five spots potentially if the rays i mean the rays are still in that four spot and pretty comfortably in the four spot but i think there's a chance that you end up with you know, those two, two of the three in that division and the four and the five facing each other. And then the winner of that facing the one who wins the division. So regardless of how it shakes up, some of those teams are going to face somehow in the playoffs. And that is going to be incredible. We saw it last year with the, the Mariners were, were a little bit off. Could this be the year they dethrone Houston? I mean, they, they had, they looked good last year in that game until that ridiculous Jordan Homer that just ended the Mariners souls. And they, I mean, this could be the year they dethrone them. And then even the Rangers struggling right now. Like if you tell me the Rangers offense got incredibly hot and Scherzer and Gray and Montgomery all had good starts in the playoffs and they made a run, that would make perfect sense to me too. So it's, it's crazy to look at. And one more thing I want to mention with Houston, because we were mentioning the schedule coming up for the Mariners. Houston is in a nice spot too, uh, believe it or not. I mean, they, they do have some games against the Rangers and they have a game, a series against the Mariners at the very end of the season, which is going to second to last series of the season is Houston and Seattle, which is going to be incredible. Uh, but the, the Astros also have, you know, six games against the Royals. They've got five more games against the Red Sox. They've got three more games against the A's. They've got three games against the Yankees. So these are, these are some really winnable games for Houston too. So it's a, it's going to be pretty crazy to see what happens, but all these teams are going to keep winning. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we, I, I expect to see three 90 plus win teams, maybe even 
uh, more than that? I mean, is that crazy? No, I don't think it is at all. And I, and I just don't know who falls out of this playoff picture. That, that, that's where we're at, where it, it's, you know, Toronto has had a, a sneaky, great pitching staff. We had an article about that go up yeah. this week. Um, and, and we know what their lineup can do. You know, are the Rays going to just fall off a cliff down the stretch? You would say, okay, they could because their pitching is is a disaster at this point with all the injuries. But you also look around baseball and they have a plus 169 run differential. The only team better is the Rangers in that department. So it's tough, man. It's tough to figure it out. I I think, you know, putting all of the, the wild card implications aside, just strictly looking at them as playoff teams, which top three in the rotations you like the most if these teams end up in wild cards which top three do you like the most is it houston with what would be verlander valdez javier still is that yeah. still their top three uh, yeah javier has been rough this year but i still think he gets that third start compared to some of the other young guys there yeah that's that, that's where i'm at um you know it's scherzer montgomery gray or it's seattle with castillo uh Kirby. You know, gilbert and um geez my i think kirby gets the two kirby. yeah kirby. I think, yeah i think kirby gets the two and i i think there's a world where it's not even gilbert to be honest gilbert's been good but if bryce miller is firing on all cylinders and he's fully healthy there's a chance he gets that start which is crazy to even think about gilbert not getting a top three start but i, I almost lean the mariners which is right? crazy to say but i know the i mean the astros man you gotta you gotta factor in verlander's experience and valdez's experience i mean it's just as much as I want to say the Mariners in that conversation, the Astros have been there and they just, I, I know I keep saying that, but there's, there's something to be said for these pitchers that have pitched in these situations every year for the last, you know, five plus years. And yeah, that's tough. The way, the way Javier has pitched though this year, there's a real case you can make for the Mariners, but it, it's hard to go against a, a combination of Verlander and Framber Valdez, but I, I don't know, man. I mean, that that's, Mariners, Mariners pitching is great. And if you, again, if you, if you factor in either Miller, Gilbert, or Wu, two of those three guys being, you know, piggyback pitchers almost who can come out of the pen and throw for you. It's just deadly. I mean, it's, I'm telling you, it's such a a strange, uh, you know, discussion to have because all these teams are so good. You can make an argument any which way you can look at the Astros in their lineup and just say, well, that's, they have the experience there. Like, you know, how much better does it get, assuming everyone's healthy, when you have Kyle Tucker, Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, and Jordan? I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, Seattle has J-Rod and, and and this team that's firing all cylinders right now with, with Crawford and Rally and Suarez and McKellenic comes back. I mean, they have a lot of different pieces that they can plug into the mix. And the Rangers have had the be- best lineup all year long. And yep. Corey Seager might be the best hitter in baseball. So, man, I, I think it's impossible to even really grade these teams out. Like, I, yeah. I think it's a 1A, B, and C at this point. I, I don't know who's better. I really don't. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the whole the whole name of the show. You just said it right there. I, I have no idea. It's it's really hard to say. And I I think if I'm looking at these teams, I think they're all playoff teams. And I think it just comes down to to whether the pitching clicks or not for some of them in the in the playoffs because like we were saying you know the pitching is good on all sides and you know it's weirdly enough like as much as it's such a you know kind of not prioritized concept in baseball 
it could come down to the bullpens even. I mean, this this is so close. It could really come down to who can close down games and who can finish it off because every team has their closer. I mean, Munoz is disgusting. And, you know, Chapman's having a huge resurgence here and the Rangers picked him up and that was a great pickup for them. And then you got guys like Ryan Presley and the rest of that Houston bullpen who have who have experience doing it in the playoffs. So it's it's really hard to say, but I think it could come down to those late innings, which is who can really finish the game and who can close it down. But we, we don't know that. And we, we can't say that right now. So, I mean, it, it's really just about continuing to follow these teams and continuing to watch who stays hot and who, you know, is able to right the Mariners are going to come back down to earth at some point, they're going to lose a game and they're going to have to reset and then kind of get their focus, you know, re-centered on what they need to do and how they need to play because it, you can't stay blazing hot forever. That's just not how it works in baseball, but they can keep themselves, you know, in the hunt and keep, going at it and keep winning the majority of their games. Meanwhile, the Rangers have to really reassess right now and say, you know, they have an off day today, I think. And then they got to, they got to look and say, Hey, like we got to turn this on. Like it's time to go. Cause, cause they need to, they need to not blow their chance. I mean, they're two games away from being overtaken by the Jays potentially and not even being in a playoff spot if they were to lose a few more games this week. So they got to turn it on too. And it's, it's going to be really fun to watch. Um, I guess we'll, we'll flip it this direction. How, how does this division finish? That's my question for you. I, I, you know, I, it's crazy because as hot as the Mariners are and what they had to finish this month, not to say that I'm just penciling in a 15 game winning streak. Cause that's insane to say, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah, they could actually find themselves holding first place by the end of this month. And it, it's, it's so tough. I, I think that if I really had to pick it, I I'd maybe still, go where, where your head was at earlier with the Astros just being the team that just we look up at the end and it's just, it's just like the Dodgers now. It's just like, oh, once again, they're the winner. Um, I think the hot take that I'd have is if one of these teams falls out of the playoffs, I think it would be the Rangers. And the reason why I say that is because mm-hmm. I, I watched it unfold with a similar season last year with the Mets where you have a team that is cruising all year that's atop a division. And when a team like last year, the Braves, or this year now, both the Astros and the Mariners creeps up on you, it's hard to get back to that gear one last time to finish the season strong. So I guess where I would be at now is my prediction would be probably Astros win the division. I think all three teams make the playoffs, but if one team falls out of it, I think it's the Rangers, but I'd hope it doesn't happen because they've had too good of a year. Yeah, I don't I don't dislike that take. I think that's a that's the logic there is strong and I, I can definitely see it, but I, I just don't see them falling out completely. I think they're just too good of a team. So the way I see it right now, if I had to put it in, you know, just pencil it in, I I'm losing a lot of faith in the Rays personally, and I still think they're gonna make the playoffs as well. But I see this stacking up, you know, right now. If you had to if you had to give me a on the spot, I would put Astros finishing first as the two seed in the AL, which would put them as, you know, behind Baltimore, but ahead of all these other teams, just because I think these teams, they do have to face each other. Like the Astros do have to face the Rangers and the Mariners and vice versa for all these teams. So they are going to take some games from each other. Whereas the the Orioles, I could see, you know, just running through some of the, the Yankees games and Red Sox games and some of those other games they've got. So I, I'd put Astros winning the division as the two seed. I think I would put uh, the Mariners as the first wild card in the four seed, even passing the Rays soon enough just because i think they're going to get on that run and then maybe the the rangers and rays kind of in that five six i don't know which way i lean there maybe maybe the rangers falling all the way to the sixth seed but i still think they make the playoffs in the wild card spot Um, it's going to be 
Yeah, I don't the, know. The, f- the funniest part about it is I don't think there's a better spot to be in than the sixth spot in right. the wild card because exactly. And, and I, I hope it's maybe that they, they yep. reconsider that rule and they just reseed when you get to the playoffs uh, because the fact that the Twins are, yeah. are going to be seated above all of these wild card teams is ridiculous because they're not better than than any of them. But oh, I mean, they're not even close. It's, it's you look at the roster, you look at the stats, you look at everything, and the Twins. You never know, right? It's the playoffs. Anything can happen in the playoffs. But I I don't think they have real shot against any of these teams in the first round. I mean, really? I, yeah. And what's funny, too, is like I just wonder how the season ends because if the – let's just say that the, the, the Jays fall off and the Red Sox are out of it and you come down the stretch and the playoff field is set, it's just a matter of seeding. I do wonder if there's a little bit of, oh, we're going to set up our rotation for the wild card and – you know, throw out some bullpen games at the end to to be okay with the six seed from one of those teams because with with that said though it's do, does it re if the six seed beats the three seed do they then face the one or do they stay facing the two do you know that uh, I can't remember I, I don't remember if it recedes after around. each round I don't think it recedes after each round I, th- I think it I think it would hold true to that so 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 it, that's so that's it, tricky because then you get the then you get potentially the Astros though so it, it all depends on how this all shakes out I mean it, it I hear what you're saying and I think. As fans, people think the idea of like, oh, maybe we rest a little bit and we get the six seed sounds yeah, yeah. appealing, but I just don't think teams work like that really. I think it's just from an this, organizational this standpoint, it's just a hard – you can't even put your foot off the gas for one second. Even if you know you're in the playoffs, you have to stay riding that momentum into the playoffs just because of how tight it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point, I don't think that any team is going to fall off. So I think – I think we're, we're there's a good chance that we're getting to game 162 and everyone's pulling out. It's almost like an NFL week 17 where everyone's pulling out the tiebreakers and all that because we don't play a game 163 anymore. It's all right, who's got the tiebreaker over who? Who's going to win this last game and get into the race? That's probably the more likely scenario. But it's going to be a lot of fun to watch down the stretch and we'll be following along with it at Who's Better. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts as we will continue to be breaking down who's better between these teams down the stretch. Um, and check out all of the great the great written content we have at just baseball.com. <laughs>